Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. To call a man transparent is to attack his soul, his very being. It can be received as the ultimate insult. Unless, that is, the man in question is actually, literally see-through. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Shanklin and his olive-skin friend, Dave. Hello and welcome to the first episode of our weekly podcast of 2018. I'm David Flatman. I'm Tom Shanklin. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year to you as well, boy. Yeah. And to all of you at home in your cars, on the tube. Any New Year's resolutions? No, not bothering. Not at not... Watch your meat intake? No. Eat less meat, more vegetables? No. I mean, it's not to say you don't eat vegetables, but... I do eat vegetables. You love meat. Let me give you an example, all right? By the way, we're in my house. We're in the sitting room. And both dogs are here. The cat. My kids are running around. Um, so it could... The dog's just... It's a circus. It's a circus. It's here. a circus. So it could get a bit noisy. We might have to pause it a few times if the kids... The dogs... The French bulldog's just spewed on... Is he spewed there? No, he's retching, which is good stuff. Um, so uh, last night I cooked. Uh, just just push me away with your foot. It's fine. Last night I cooked a uh, rib of beef. It wasn't a big rib of beef, to be fair, but it was, you know, quite a lot of food. Hang on a sec, dog badger, come here. Um, and I, I so I cooked that last night, and I realised that I took it out of the oven, put it on the chopping board to let it rest, and then just cut it up, and I eat. I ate, wife had a couple of bites, kids had a couple of bites, but I basically ate a rib of beef on its own with some mustard off the chopping board, didn't even use a plate. A one rib of beef. So you're talking like one and a half kilos? No, it would have been, it wasn't big, it would have been a kilo probably. Okay. So I banged it in and I realised, and then I was about to go to bed about half 11 and I was like, what is that noise? I realised the oven was still on and I had a lamb shoulder in as well. (laughs) It was perfectly done by then, I'd forgotten about it. It was perfectly done, so I've got a lamb shoulder tonight. Okay. It's kind of um meat Yeah, I, I, I eat a lot of meat, but I yeah. So I don't have a news resolution, but it, if I did have one it should be about my weight, yeah. I'm gonna try and do some cardio in the new year. Because I go to the gym and I 
I, I, I do hate, a lot of bench. Yeah. Do loads of bench and chest. And I think, right, I'm going to do like half hour on a bike now. I'll never get around to it. I go for a sweat in the steam room. I've got a Watt bike, to be fair. And they are very, very what? good bits of kit. What? Bike. Oh, yeah, I've not seen a, I've not seen a yeah. photo of that for a while. I might have a little go on it tomorrow. You might to, go around the block on it tomorrow. You're gonna have to justify it by putting another tweet out there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, but they are they are very very good though. They are good. They are good. The pros use them. Um, hey, so how's everything? All right, bud. How's everything? Yeah. Great, mate. All right, all right, mate. I've had a good Christmas. Quite quiet. Not been up to too much. Um, Drunk too much. Yeah, eating too much. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't hold back. I bet. Um, oh. No, not a great deal, mate. Socialising a lot of socialising. It's been quite quiet, which has been good. Yeah, but you've been—it's been boozy, is it? Yeah, it has been, and I didn't want it to be, but I can't think of anything worse than a pint of beer at the moment. Um, well, AIDS, but yeah, I know what you mean. What about like a glass of vodka? Oh God, yeah, that's worse. You're right. You're so right. I take it back. Captain Morgan's. I'll tell you what I did. Glass have. of Captain Morgan's. I'll tell you what I did have. Well, I had a spiced rum and ginger ale drink over Christmas, which was lush, real okay. lush. Okay, it's called Cracker Rum or something like that. Cracker and Ginger Ale. Okay. Oh, well, nice. So what did you do for Christmas? What did you actually do? Cook dinner. Cooked the cook? dinner. Did uh, you cook a lot, did you? Uh, yeah, cooked loads. We had a turkey, so I cooked turkey for my family and my old man came down as well. Big Jim. Yeah. Um, four caps of Wales, but four caps in those days was like three years in the team, wasn't it? Exactly. Um, it was like 40 caps now, basically. Yeah. But just been doing family stuff, mate. You know me. Do you get any Not presents? Not of the year. Are you, are, you at, are you at the point now where you don't get any decent presents anymore? I've got, I've got a good book on Second World War, which I can't wait to read. I've got a pair of oddballs, pants. Just one pair. I'm going to pack of three. You've got one pair? Yeah, my mum bought me them. So I'm guessing she gave my brother a pack and my brother-in-law what a pair budget, as well. Yeah, Jesus. I didn't want anything though. I didn't want anything. Are you, are you being facetious about the World War Two book, or are you actually looking forward to no, it? No, I am that? looking forward to it. Apparently, it's an untold story. I don't know what about, but what's it called? Nazi Hunters. No, read that. I just read that. Mm, I can't tell that. you. I didn't love that. I can't tell you what's about, but I remember looking at it, thinking, "Oh yeah, I'll probably read that." Didn't love Nazi Hunters, did you? No, not really. There's better books than that. Yeah, there are better books than that. Like um, Bravo Two Zero gets better with every read. <laughs> it does. Um, so you okay? So. One one funny, not funny present, but I, you know, everyone gets socks when they're our age. I got some socks from my wife, which are great. Um, I also got some socks from my mother-in-law, which are great. But they are identical to the socks that she got me last year. And I said, did you just buy two packs last year and just give me one this year, three pairs this year, a pack of three this year, and a pack of three last year? And she said, yes, that's exactly what I did. Which removed the romance a little bit from it. Thinking ahead? Uh yeah, it's efficient. I, I, but I just think if that. you've got if you've got three pairs of socks totaling four pounds fifty in a drawer for a year, aren't you better off just giving them to me instead of like storing them for a year? I I did get a a shirt from my dad and a fleece from my dad, both from Kirkland because he's obsessed with Kirk, with um. What's Kirkland? He's obsessed with Costco. Has to buy all his presents. <laughs> really? He'll only go to one shop. That's Costco. And a everything he wears. Thir- a packet like, of 30 chicken breasts. Everything's like Kirkland, or sometimes he'll surprise me and have like a pair of Armani jeans on. Because Costco had some in or like something. Like bell bottom Armani jeans. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a Machino shirt from Costco and a, a Kirkland fleece. I didn't like the fleece, so he said, oh, good, I'll have that instead then. So he bought me a present for himself. 
Yeah. Um, but that's about it, really. Uh, it's all about the kids, though, isn't it? Oh, it's all it's about the kids. Faces, I it? did take them. Um, I did take them um, ice skating and swimming over Christmas. Oh, well they like ice skating and swimming. It's pretty good. We went to the Olympic pool right in Cardiff, and it's got slides and what have you. It's a big public pool. Yeah. And it's a bit of a nightmare because the change rooms. You know, they have small change rooms next to each other. And yeah. we got there. We got there like ten o'clock. It opened at ten, so it was quite empty there. We got changed, and the oldest goes in her own change room, and I take my youngest, who's five. Yeah. Anyway, we're all in our swimming gear, ready, prepared, straight in the locker, swim for forty-five minutes because it is a little bit cold. Yeah. Okay. Don't know why. Yeah. Loads of kids going there. Make it warmer. Yeah. Um. Maybe they want you in and out quickly. Okay. Um. But then, I don't know if this happened to you or any other people or any other blokes listening when they take their kids swimming, but. When we got changed then, we had a quick shower, got changed. Yeah. Again, my eight-year-old on her own in a change room next door to me and the five-year-old. And it's busy now. Loads of people are coming. All the doors yeah. are locked. There's, there's two change rooms next to each other. And you can hear stuff going on. Anyway, my eight-year-old, I can hear just shouting across as loud as she can. And she's going, Millie, to my youngest, Millie. Yeah. Can you see Daddy's Willy? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going, yeah. I'm going, oh shh, don't don't say anything, don't say anything. Be quiet. She's going, Yeah <laughs> It's like a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so embarrassing. It's so inappropriate. Yeah. I mean you probably shouldn't put it on a podcast, but there we well, are. It's, it's, it's twenty eighteen, isn't it? Anyway, it's just, it's twenty eighteen. Um but I tell you what I did plough through in two days on Netflix was Unibomber. Unibomber. Una. No, but they say Unibomber on there. They Unibomber. say it quickly. Don't yeah. say, they don't say Una Bomber. No, Una, not Uni. It's not Una. It doesn't bomb universities. Unibomber. I said it fast. I've watched it too. Yeah. Okay. Very, very good. I really liked it. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yes. True story as well. Well, based yeah. on true events. Yeah, yeah. I had a Google then after what he actually looked like. But it's not, it's not, I mean, it's, yeah, but it was, um, I really enjoyed that. And mm. it's a bit of a slow grinder to start, wasn't it? But I mean, it's I a quality Ted box. was a short name for Edward, not Theodore. Mm. Live and learn. Yeah. I think it is over there, but it isn't over here. That's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm also, I've just uh, started one called uh, La Mont, which is French for the mantis, the praying mantis, which is about a serial killer who's a copycat serial killer and, the only person that can help solve the crime is the per- the serial killer that the copycat is copying. Is it subtitled? But she's yeah, but she's locked up, and the only the only detective she will allow to help on the case is the son she left behind when she went to prison. Okay, I mean it's it's very interesting, Tom. Do you ever watch the Tunnel? Yeah, I've watched it. Have it? you seen Tunnel Vengeance? Yeah, another good one. Dark, mate. I it's know. So dark. He's such a good actor, though. He was on Game of Thrones as he's, well. I reckon he is one of the best. He is so natural. He's brilliant. Um, One of my favourites is Sidney Poitier. <laughs> Sessions. Uh, yeah, Anthony Hopkins is my favourite. But he's, yeah, he's amazing. And Tunnel Vengeance is really, really good. But yeah, so um, Christmas was quite quiet for both of us then. It was nice. I'd, first ever Christmas. Did you work over Christmas? Yeah, it's funny you ask that. Um, I looked at my Christmas diary and it was, wow, this is amazing you've got you know, two days got, off. got eight days off or something like this is beautiful then it became seven then six then five then it became three so i had christmas Take it, taking the kids out isn't working mate oh right <laughs> babysitting counts as work <laughs> two weeks off um yeah so it developed into 
actually quite a busy time. I had Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and Boxing Day off. But then on the day after Boxing Day, I was driving from Kent to Coventry to do a feature with Dan Robson in the snow. And that's a bit of a pain because it was a, there was a blizzard on the M1. And um, it took four hours to get there and five and a half to get back. What's Robbo's chat like? Is it good? Yeah, he's lovely, yeah. He's very, very nice. Um, so it's interesting because going to the, going to the WASP training ground or the rugby club they have taken over and sort of commandeered, he now uses their training ground. Commandeer is the wrong word. Do they, do they train up in Training Cov, yeah. Okay. And it's fine. It was, I mean, it's covered in snow, so you couldn't really tell, but it was a, it was a funny old place. And there's a lot of chat around WASP at the moment. You know, James Haskell's come out and said he hasn't been offered anything and he... They don't want him anymore. And, you know, I didn't ask Danny Cipriani about it, but there's, I saw him up there, didn't ask him about it, but, you know, there's chat that he's not going to be there next season. And someone told me that he'd, you know, gone and had a meeting with Sale. Um, the idea of James O'Connor and Cip- Cipriani playing in the same team is good in terms of attack uh, on and off the field. Um so I, I don't know. It's an it's an interesting time at Wasp. I I wonder. Hold on, Cipriani and James O'Connor together off the field. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Could get loose, couldn't it? Jeez, you better take like some XSAS people out with them. <laughs> yeah, I know. You need yeah. to be calling the wolf every day. Full security detail and Marlon Yard. I don't know what Winston Marlon Yard's like on a night out, but um, yeah, so that could be that could be punchy if that happens. But so that, that was interesting going up there. I mean. Um, it's a it's a it's a funny setup. It was actually quite a nice setup. So I sat and had a bit of lunch. Paul Doran Jones wasn't training, so I sat and had a bit of pulled pork, a pulled pork and pita bread with Paul Doran Jones. Does he wear his boots with no socks, like he wears loafers? He wears. He all he had on was like a dirty jumper, a pair of jeans, and some loafers, and he looked amazing. He always looks sharp. Always. Mm. Um, I wonder. I meant to ask him if he's had a hair transplant actually, because someone said he had. I told you skinny jeans would suit you. They suit. Paul Dorian Jones that'd suit you there's no there's no I in Dorian it's not Dorian what'd I say I was trying to help you what what did you say there? how did Doran. you say it? Doran you didn't say Doran first Paul Doran Jones there's no I in his name why would I, I, I say I, I say stuff quickly so you just pick up on it hang on a sec my wife's just coming in hi no it's okay it's, it's on you don't have to whisper it's fine <laughs> you're going to Bristol you're going for a spa you're going for a spa day <laughs> You're going to sort out the Bristol flat with the children. Yeah, I'm incredibly busy. To, incredibly busy today, but I'm not telling you anything that I'm doing. Okay, but some of that is watching telly. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah. Have a good time over there. Drive safe. I'm home uh, for about half five. So, tell you what. Merry Christmas. I'll cook dinner for the whole family. Yeah. Who I am, as long as you want lamb shoulder. You know, you said the oven's still on. Is there something in it? There was. I just forgot, and about half eleven, I realised the oven was still on, and we had a lamb shoulder in there. Turns out it's perfect. Standard meat. <sighs> Sorry about that. Lamb shoulder for dinner, meat loaf for pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Rib of beef last night, yeah. lamb shoulder tonight. Yeah, I will never make forty. They will never make forty. See you later. Uh, yeah, so we got this. Um, you know, got a flat in Bristol, yeah. and it's it's all well and good. But um, these days, once you've declared everything and paid all your taxes and stuff, you basically don't make any money off these things, and it's a massive pain in the arse. And it now needs to be. No, it's a. She's gone. Hopefully, in the cupboard, she'll have special F mask to give you for shouting. 
Oh, oh my little that daughter, is so Mika. Cute. cute little thing has found her special gold starred mug with S on it. She's just like her father. Just like her dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a ball ache. So, Alex is having to take the kids over to Bristol. Because we're working. Because we're working. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's basically more admin than anything else. And I quite like to just flog it, to be honest. But Anyone want to buy a flat in Bristol? Yeah. Tweet us. Tweet us, yeah. Let us yeah. know if you have a house hunting in Bristol. Um, I suppose big news come out over the Christmas period is Sam Warburton, OBE. Yeah. Doesn't do MBEs, does he? Don't, mate. When, when Prince William turns up to the Principality Stadium and asks, is Warby around? Yeah. You're a, you're a big deal, aren't you? You made it. You've yeah. done it. Yeah. You've done it. Um, and he's not like Tins, because if Tins hadn't married Zara... Prince William wouldn't give a shit about splat nose. Would no. He wouldn't give a shit about Tins. No way. Warby's done it actually on, you know, off his own back. On merit. On merit. Tins has done it through like a contractual obligation, basically. And he's also, and he's also come out and, you know, he's, he's thanked past and present players, which essentially means I played a big part in that. You did. Um, you did. He said as and much. I, and I do give. I give all the time. I never, ever take. I'm always giving. Yeah. Um, but in all fairness... If he ran for First Minister of Wales, he'd probably get the job. I reckon he would. He's loved. Is that what it's called, First Minister? Yeah. Yeah. He Honestly, I reckon he'd get it. Mm. He could be the mayor of Merthyr. And he's not playing for the rest of the season, I don't think. But Doesn't need to. What he does off the field is huge as well. He's having a sabbatical, isn't he? He has to do it off the field because he doesn't play. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. value yeah. somewhere. But you know, incredible. You know, to be double Lions captain, to not lose a Lions series... Yeah, like he's done. It's funny because he's still, I mean, like, like all of these players, you know, um, I suppose except McCaw and Carter, there are people that just still question him, aren't there? Yeah. It's funny because, I mean... People uh, questioned him last year yeah, during the six, uh, before the Six Nations. Yeah. Um, you and I did a piece and said, look, you cannot count this guy out. He's too good. He's going to have a big performance. He did it. He had one of his best Six Nations yeah. ever. How but about this? Tolupe Falatau is 26 and he's got 70-something caps. I know. Mate, that's obscene. Yeah. It's it absolutely is. obscene, isn't it? But he's really durable as well, though. And yeah. He's a phenomenal number eight. Do you know what I reckon one of his, one of his the secrets to his success is? Um, milk. He drinks a pint of milk every day. Correct. No, the, one of the secrets, I think, is that he's he has never, and no one has ever tried to make him 20 kilos heavier. No. He's not actually a huge bloke, Falato. He's no, not that big. Very powerful. If you saw him walking down the street, you would not think that is a big bloke. You would yeah. think that is slightly bigger than normal. Yeah. That is just a bloke who works in a shop. He's but, not like... Um, but he pull your arms Billy Vanapola or anyone like that. No, he's not freaky at all. Like Sam Simmons, you know, quite unassuming yeah. in size, but yeah. makes up for it in... Dishes it out. Power ratio. Um, but in terms of Wales now, so Sam's out, Falato's out, Dan Lydiot's out, Hallam Amos is out, John mm. Davis is out. Yeah. A lot of injuries. Brutal. I know. Brutal. I know. You never win it now. Need Moriarty back. You never win it now. Full fitness. You never win it. Mm. Uh, have they decided where George North's going yet? Is that no. done? No, it looks like it's the Ospreys or the Dragons. Um, but in terms of those injuries, what it does do is potentially allow someone like Josh Adams to come in yeah. from Worcester. Yeah. He's been playing pretty well. Nine tries, I think he scored. Nine tries, more than anyone else in the league, yeah. and they're eleventh. Yep, astonishing, actually. Yeah, certainly, it's quite um, an achievement that he's. I know his hair starts really far back, and I know I'm not one to talk, but it's a bit like at least it Adam starts. Partland. At least it like, starts. Yours starts behind your ears. 
Mate, you, you've lost more than me. He's got. You're saying he's got a forehead like a dolphin. He's got a 44 Not head. Not yet, but are you saying he's got a 44 head? Could, it certainly could do. I tell you, an interesting one now with Wales is is um, James Davis and whether he's selected or not. Mm-hmm. Because you know, man, man of the match performance against the Blues um, on But Gannon seems Eve. not to want to pick him. Mm. Why? I don't know how long you can keep ignoring him for in his performances. He's not the biggest, granted, okay? So he's not He's not going to be... A, not a punisher, that, is he? No, he's not going to be a brute seven in that sense. of t- But you can use him for a lot of backs moves you can integrate him he can be that link between the forwards and backs because you always need one or two forwards that off the cuff off phase play if you call something quickly where mm. players have to react he could run either of those positions yeah you know he could run the ball play he could run the decoy he could run the receiver so it'd be interesting to see what they do with him because the public want him in but there's a hierarchy of sevens and it starts with Walker and it goes down to Tipperick then. It then goes down to Josh Navidi who had a very good autumn international. Yeah. Ellis Jenkins back on the Sam scene. Sam Cross anywhere near there? No. Not yet? No. I don't think so. Played one game in the autumn internationals. Yeah, okay. Um, Gatlin likes a wild card and that's... But I often wonder like, if Gatlin's anything like Eddie Jones. I often wonder with Eddie Jones the more people clamour for somebody to be picked, the less likely he is to pick them. A little bit like that. Like Don Armand in England. Yeah, yeah. So everyone says Don Armand the whole time, with good reason, because he should, I think he should be in the starting team. He's that good. But it's almost like the more people tell Eddie Jones what to do, the less likely he is to do it. I always think with Don Armand, you know, if, if he's not going to get picked for England, just give up rugby and become an actor, because he looks mean. He could be like a bad in Indiana Jones. Yeah, he is. he's a big bit of kit. He's big and he's lean and he's got a mullet. I know. And he's like imposing. A bit of facial hair. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, Josh Adams, right? I reckon Bolter for the Six Nations for me. You reckon? I I, I do. I blooming do. Yeah. Um, Also, getting back onto a bit of TV, did you watch World's Strongest? Did I watch it? What? what How long do you reckon it would take you to get into a shape like that? Are you tall enough for a start? I'd, I'd be... I'd be small. I'm six foot. I'd be small. You'd be like Glenn Ross, wouldn't you? Ed- Eddie Hall. Eddie Hall looks six short, two. and he's six three. Six three. Yeah. Yeah. He's a hundred hundred ninety six. Hundred. I mean, what's the mountain? Kilos. The mountain's like six seven, six eight, isn't he? he the mountain is six eight or six nine, I think. He's got Bell palsy in it. Bell's palsy. Yeah, Freddie Burns had that. That that's got to take effect in some shape or form, hasn't it? I think to it him? doesn't. I think it doesn't. You don't no. reckon? No, it doesn't. I don't think. He said it doesn't. It just doesn't affect his strength at all. Can't help, but I don't think it hurts it. It's funny because I I do. What bugs me about World's Strongest Man is that I knew Eddie Hall won it months ago when they actually did the tournament. I mean, it's months ago that. You were in Botswana, were you? Yeah, I was out there. But everyone knew that he'd already won it. Oh, I didn't know. But they just don't play it until the new year. They don't broadcast it. It's like, why don't you just put it on now? Were you Um, happy with the events? How the events have changed over time is incredible, though. They used to bend poles on their head with a bit of towel on the top. What's the. A, a great event I like I like the pure strength events so you're talking like shoulder press you're talking deadlift yeah I like the, the strict pressing I like um, I like the deadlift uh, and I love I love the squat press test um, I love the squat press uh, by the kids and dogs are walking around in case there's a bit of noise um, I love all that um, because actually you know what what often happens is I, I feel like the not no, what, what has happened in the past is that the strongest man hasn't won it because he just can't run and it's like well you're not asking someone to be an all-round athlete. No. Who is the strongest guy? So who can That's lift the most? Stars. Yeah, who can lift the most and who can lift a heavy weight the most times? That's I, it. I also, I do like the 
the pulling one, you know, whether they're pulling a lorry or a plane. Yeah, that's proper strongman stuff. Yeah, but I wasn't, the, the one I wasn't too sure, I think was the first event where they've got to put a sack on and then tow and pull a gravel pit. Yeah, you speak that, but the, the carrying events are kind of traditional. Yeah. But there's a bit of movement in there. But the reason I didn't mind that one was because it ended on pure strength. It ended on weight and strength. So it wasn't all about who can do it the quickest. Uh, they all got a good crack at the static bit. But I, Eddie Hall, the fact that he's won it, I mean, I, I knew that he'd won it. I'd love ago, to see something. I'd love to see like a, a 400 meter race. Oh, yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. It eight strong men, eight lanes. And my two little girls, who are trying not to giggle three feet away now, absolutely love World's Strongest Man. Yes, tap him on the shoulder. Yes. Yes. Um, you didn't save, you didn't save um, the part where Eddie Hall wins for me. I've got it saved for you. Who's your favourite strongman? Eddie Hall. Why? Because he... Looks like Daddy? <laughs> no, because he is a... Beast. Yeah, we love him, don't we? They do actually love it. We're on li- down in Devon for New Year. Um, Martin's Lissit, Lissit's mother. What about her? I thought it was his girlfriend. And yeah. she was getting some airtime as well. Good you know, she was so quick yeah. to get in shot. Yeah, um, she was full on. She was full on Bruce Craig, wasn't she? Yeah, in every shot. But I, lo- I love the strongman stuff. But they are those guys look just horrifically unhealthy to me. Hang on, I'll get one more interjection from the kids, and then we'll burn them out the back door. Yes. Um, why don't any girls go there? Why don't any girls lift against the men? No, like why don't any girls go to strongest man? Well, it wouldn't be strongest man then, would it? Well, they go and watch it. I'm sure there'd be a world's strongest woman. Or girls do, you want see, do you want to see World's Strongest Woman as well? Maybe. I think you could do it because you're a little beast, aren't you? <laughs> see? What do you think? Um, about what? Do you think there should be a World's Strongest Woman? Mm. But you do judo, don't you? Yeah, I think Sophia, can I ask you a question? Do you like Daddy's black coat? The black shiny one? No. Mika? What? Of course you do, because I do. Oh, there we are. Right, the eight-year-old anyway. doesn't. The eight-year-old doesn't. The five-year-old does. But you think Daddy looks good on TV, right? Um. Yeah, my favourite strongest man is Eddie Hall as well. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Probably go. because he wins. That's always because her. She always is a person who wins. That's always a good start. The glory hunter. Right. You two, uh, get out my sight. Okay. Shanko, let's have a break. Okay. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Let's talk about rugby. The kids are about to leave the house. You can have some peace and quiet, except for the animals. Let's talk about rugby, shall we? Yeah, let's. Uh, let's start off with Bath Wasps. Friday night. Mm. That Bit of a nightmare for Wasps. Eastman pulls out last minute. I never believe that. You don't? I never believe it. One of the one of the production crew, because I did the thing I did the game with BT, and one of the production crew came up to me and said, Eastman's not playing then. This is like an hour before kickoff. Um and I was like, yeah, he's in the team. And they were like, no, nah, I've just seen him. Everyone else is warming up and he's just in his, he doesn't even, he's not even strapped up and he's in his trainers. So maybe that's true, maybe it's not. But I just kind of always wonder why teams bother yeah. doing that. I mean, some do pull out last minute. A lot of it is in the warm-up as well. I, I've I've pulled out in a couple of warm-ups before. I bet you have. <laughs> I've pulled out in a couple, I have before, but I'm not the thoroughbred that Kyle is. But hang on a sec. Can you two go, please? Thank you. Love you very much. Get out. Thank you. Goodbye. Just have a look who's propping, will you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not, not for me today. Yeah, not for me. I don't want to be a pretzel again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I've I've hurt myself in a couple of warm ups, but but the, the first the first half an hour, Shanko wasps were. It, it's easy. It it would be easy to call them irresistible, but that wouldn't be the case. They they weren't resisted. So when wasps get quick ball, um, the pace and the tempo and the. I suppose the dummy angles they run where everyone's an option, it's so hard to defend because mm-hmm. if you if you don't take one of the dummy runners, Cipriani's got the vision to put him through. If you take him, he's got the vision to put it behind to the space. Yeah. And when they're on when they're on quick ball, they get their forwards get them over the game line, teams just cannot defend against them. He's Was when Wasp play well, you know, where they had a bit of a dip in the season. Mm. The dip is because Cipriani wasn't playing. He's that good. You can't say it's just one player, Tommy. You cannot. All right. Um, is that what you're saying? It was Danny Cipriani, yeah. Okay. He's one player. But I mean, but Todd Blackadder Black summed it up perfectly after the game. He said, we loaded the gun for them. So you think think about the Wasp attack. Think exact. what do they want you to do? What they want you to do is not contest properly at the breakdown with any real venom. And they want you to stand off them a little bit so they get quick ball and not much line speed against them. That is exactly how Bath played for half an hour. It was absolute suicide. They find themselves 90-0 down, and it took a big scrum. I could, I, it, it genuinely could have been four or five tries in that first half. Yeah, it, it could have, but to be fair to Bath, you know, when 90-0 down, yeah. you know, they come back with a, a pretty simple, in the end, try by uh, by Priestland. Um, who slipped over? Was it... It was De Jong, I think. De Jong, or Lou, or Lover... Lover Balavu. Lover Balavu. Lover Balavu, he wants to be called now. Lover oh, Balavu. Okay. Uh, wanna, yeah, I think I think it was De Jong. But anyways, um, I quite like seeing Watson versus Watson. I know the yeah, word man fun, on man, but, you know, they're both on the Marcus was on the wing and Anthony at full Yeah, back. it was fun, fun that, wasn't it? But, it, but La, LaRue's skill, mind. That offload that to offload. Marcus Watson. It's a joke. Brilliant. It's Robson. Robson has got his eyes up. Um, he hits LaRue, just gets on the outside. And I think... Anthony Watson thinks that LaRue's going to go through and eventually he does get tackled by Wilson. Yeah. But he just gets himself out of position then and yeah. it's a lovely, lovely... Oh, it's beautiful. Offload. 
Would you call it an offload or a pass? I'd call it an offload because he's heading down towards the floor. Yeah, he's falling down just before he hits the floor. It's fabulous. But Beno Beno Abano, I thought, played well for Barth and came up trumps with that that scrum time, won on that try. Do you see uh, Jonathan Joseph jump into that tackle? Yeah. But I I thought, don't you get into trouble for that? Yeah, but they were playing penalty advantage anyway. Uh, But yeah, it's... that would have been a yeah, yeah, penalty otherwise. You you cannot do that. Do that. Zach Mercer looks really spectacular. Good, yeah, he did. He did play well. Start to finish, I thought he was really good. Wilson on the wing, he can finish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you well, actually Marcus Watson was off then, but which yeah. helps. But that was I mean, but there's no recovering from that. And Wasps, I think, were super tidy and clinical, but had they been completely tidy and clinical, it would have been Bath would have been a bonus point try down. Four tries down at half time instead Still of three. Still a good win for them at, at the rec though. Great win. Yeah, yeah really, really good. Um, so they seem to be back. And up at Twickenham, we did our first Channel 5 live game at Twickenham on Saturday. Yeah, I watched it. For uh, Quinns against I Saints. I watched it. I was debating whether to go on BT, but I thought, no. Stuck with you me, know. did you? Well done. Uh, what did you reckon? I had to watch it because I was at my mum's. She doesn't have Sky. I Really enjoyed it. You liked really it? Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. I liked your opening scene, walking with the players down the tunnel. I liked it with the fans. Yeah. Um one take that was that first scene. Yeah, of course it was. It was. We you told me you had, to get the players to walk, you had to get the players to walk back to we'll the bus. Get the players to go back. Do again. it again. We tried it about five times and cocked it up in practice, and then they came and it was all right. I um, didn't see that result coming though. Fifty points to twenty-one. Geez, it was too easy. It was like a train and run through. That was awful know, for Saints. That that first half. There's the thing is with, with the Saints, right? They've lost Malander, and you think, right? They've lost a coach. There's, you're going to see a little bit of a turnaround now. You don't expect a team to get worse. But there's a lot of turnover ball. They were losing a lot of ball in the tackle. There was, there was no urgency to get back in position. And that's when you've got to be most urgent. When you lose the ball in contact, you've got to react quickly. Mm. Um, there wasn't any of that. Um, I thought Hartley didn't have his greatest game. And no, a little bit game. disappointed by yeah. that. Poor game. Um, you look at him for the war I, I actually try. think he's been playing well this season. and He gets hammered all the time. Fine, but let's not do the Hartley debate now. We've done it five no, no, times. No. But I think he's been playing really well this season. He but gets himself out of position a little bit. And do you know what creates yeah. that? Is not the weekend. Danny Kerr at nine when he picks the ball up from that back of that scrub, uh, from the back of the, the base. Now, a lot of a lot of nines get in a lot of trouble for taking steps. Yeah, because it, it eats up everyone else's time. It does. It eats up everyone's time, and defenses are able to come up quick. Northampton weren't coming off the line very quick there. Mm. Um, defence was very very passive but when a nine runs across the field like that all players start to look in start to jam in and that's what happens with Hartley you look at Hartley he ends up taking the same man creates a hole for Sinclair hole for Ward yeah well Sinclair puts Ward through the hole doesn't yeah. he yeah um, but how about Dave Ward how about skinning <laughs> I know yeah skinning Harry Mallander Harry Mallander just gets himself out of position you've got to be on the inside as a 15 you've got to be slightly on the inside of that ball as it's moving across the field he doesn't. He gets flat-footed. Dave Ward doesn't have to do a big step. He just has to do a swerve on the outside. Harry Mallander's coming across too quick. I say this to you. I say Mike Brown makes that tackle. That's what I say to you. Well, he did miss one recently in the same uh, for Quinns. I take it back. I take everything back. Didn't he miss one? I remember Andy Goo called him out about it, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. I can't remember either. I remember um, a minute. Jim Roberts had a good game. Really good. Best I've seen him play for Quinns, that. Yep. Out of contract at the end of the season. <laughs> Ah, you right, got him. My question to you is: You got him. Was that? I see. I think that was a high tackle on Piers Francis because his head hits his head. Because he doesn't sink; he stays upright, and he hits. He he doesn't sort of 
his tackle technique is very chesty and very yeah. upright. He doesn't sort of hit with shoulder like you talk to in school because he's such a big bloke. He's quite, he sort of grabs you. He wraps the arms around He bashes you, you with his bent so sternum. So he, he doesn't sink at all. He stays very, very tall, hits quite high, but uses his arms. So he stays upright. His chest is upright. His yeah. head hits Piers Francis's head. Um, I'm just using this example because it happens all the time. Yeah. But I potentially think that is a yellow card because your head's going to get in the way. Yeah, I think, I think, I looking at that, I genuinely didn't think. I think Paul Grayson might have mentioned it. In I didn't think it was, but as you explain it, I think it, you've possibly got a point then because he has connected with the ball carrier's head. He has, and with, he's not. He, he's not sunk his hips low. It's not deliberate, but there's no such thing as an accident anymore. Nope. You either hit the head or you don't. So I think you've got a point. Possibly, it was a shuddering hit. I think that's an area that they have to look at because they've looked at tackles. They've looked at. Most people tackle with their shoulders and then when yeah. his shoulder connects. But his shoulder does connect very, very high. And it's his head that clashes with Piers Francis' yeah. head. It's not, a, um, it's not a reaction tackle. He knows it's coming. He's seen it. Yeah. He's seen the move. He's come out the line. He's nailed Francis. And I don't know. I think, it, I think people would be torn whether that was a high. I, I thought it was a, a slightly high tackle. Good tackle. And he's read it very well. It's a very good defensive. Yeah. Um, read bashed him as well, didn't he? And he also smashes groom. Yeah. That was that was legal, but but his ball, but his ball carrying, like his lines were great. Yes, the weekend. They were. his hands for Charlie Walker try. Oh, always looking, he's always looking when there's a break to run that out yeah. to an angle, brutal line. line that he yeah. gets it, and but then he also has the time, the vision to put Walker over as well. And that's quite instinctive stuff, you know. It's not like he's, it's not like a simple two on one. It's just make the break. You've got a split second. He's seen Walker. He's Move the defender, over. give the ball. Yeah. I thought Marcus Smith was fabulous. Absolutely, Cipriani was wonderful. But he was wonderful for, you know, he wasn't bad at any point, but he was particularly dominant for half an hour at the start of the yeah. game. The game then closed. But Marcus Smith was fabulous start to finish. You can I see thought. how confident he is now because when he's running into contact and he's taking props on, he's using his body weight as well. To, yeah, you know, he's, he's 18 dipping, years old. He won't be used to playing against. He's dipping the shoulder. 22 stone blokes. No, he's dipping the shoulder. Yeah, he's yeah. using his weight. He's, and we saw that for one of the tries. I tell you what was quite interesting he was great. is he threw one huge pass. I think it was to Visser over the top. Oh, yeah. And that ball is in the air for a long time. I thought Malander... Went over Malander's head, Potentially could have grabbed it. But what he did do, because he knew it was risky, you watch him, when he throws that pass, he starts running backwards. Just in case. Just in case Malander intercepts uh, yeah. it. yeah. Because it is a risky pass. But he had so much time, didn't he, to throw that ball? I mean, defensively, you you never want to give a fly half that much time. But still, he was great. And someone else I thought was great. We're not just going to go through listing players. Loads of the Quins oh, lads played it. really well. Listen I more. thought James Chisholm in the back row, he's a really, really strong guy. He looks freaky strong to me and he keeps getting injured. But when he plays, I always think that guy is, you know, freak show with his power. I really like you him. You love and Chisholm. I love Chisholm. It's just hard, so hard to shake off, isn't he? Uh, but um, but Luke Wallace coming back as well after he dislocated his hip ages ago. That's um, good on him. Northampton didn't score a point right, for 47 minutes. You can't do that. No. You can't do that. Um, the, Jamie the, Gibson the, had a decent game for Northampton. Yeah, um, stands out for me, Jamie. Gibson. And you just know, you know, they're in a dark place when the try line is there and they can't even score it. Like I, I personally thought Burrell should have just gone for the corner. Um, he ends up throwing it. It's dropped. Confidence. It's a, it's a simple pass, mine. But as a back, if you yeah. if you can do it yourself, do it. Yeah. Just try lines just there. Crack on and do it. Yeah. Put your foot down. Score the try. A bad sign. Now, whether or not Alan Gaffney, father of Dean, is going to make a huge difference. Well, he's brought, apparently, that. he's brought his um, 
dog apparently brings his dog to training apparently what's his name don't know it's quite tough I think his dog yeah don't know anyway yeah. anyway um, that's an interesting one that it's like it's like the Solomon's is thing, it an Alsatian it? yeah yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like the Solomon's thing at Worcester it's like you're you know, it, I realise it's just age, but you're not looking ahead five years if you're hiring someone in their 70s. You're mm. just not. Um, but it is handy because normally when a DOR arrives, the first thing you've got to do is sort them out somewhere to live, a hotel or a flat. You've got to sort them out a car. Yeah. Bear in mind, they, you know, they won't have to sort a car out for these guys, will they? Because they can just, they get there free on the bus, isn't it? And food. And food. Do they get meal tickets, do they? I think so. Do they? So nice. But that's an interesting one. It can't be a long-term appointment, but I wonder if he's not there to just deliver a report and tell them this is what you should be looking for I next season. I suppose as well, you know, they're not going to be spending that much money because if you want to go to the cinema, it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. There's all sorts of there's all sorts of pros to having an old-age pension. There's certain places where you, you can get breakfast. And also, they, there's a good chance they really know their stuff, which will help. I, yeah. was, at, I was at Chiefs on Sunday for... Um, uh, the Leicester game. Oh, first of all, Gloucester winning at home against Sale. Not a classic. Billy Twelvetree's couple of great late penalties. Biggins, big pressure, big distance. But finding a way to win at home. Sale put 57 points on them not so long ago. Don't forget that. See, I think Gloucester could be top four. I don't know if they've got enough in them to win the league. I don't think when the big games come against the Saracens, mm-hmm. the Exeters, potentially the Wasps, I'm not sure they're going to have enough um, consistency, really. All the firepower yeah, to go and but do it. They are doing very well. And as we've said before, Ackham, Shanks... Ackham effect. The, yeah, the father-son thing never, ever works unless the son is really, really good. Um, and... Fords. The Fords, George is very good. Thomas Young, very good. Yes. And Rowan Ackerman, very, very good. And very handy. In, in terms of timing, very handy. Because Moriarty's been injured, now he's off. Anything else come out of the um, pub, bar incident with the Ackermans? No. I think what happened was... You take, um, you take me on, you take my dad on. Yeah, as far as, far as I can ascertain, someone, they're probably had a few beers, sure, but someone started a fight with them and uh, they didn't particularly hammer him. I mean, look at his face. He's He's been hit, but he hasn't had the shit kicked out of him. But he's gone home and told his sister that these guys attack me and she's got a lot of followers because she does loads of posts with not many clothes on and that gives you a lot of followers. Of course it does. How do you know that? I've shocked her Instagram account. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed it. So, uh, but she's gone on there and said these vicious bastards attacked my brother. Oh, and and, and and actually, I think that is not what happened. Is that <laughs> you know? is that your account that you set up? Um, something jarred on Hugh. Is it? <laughs> is that you? Is that <laughs> you know Hugh? Say it back to yourself. Uh, yeah. So. Um, Yes, I think she's gone on a base. I don't, I don't think she's lied. I think her brother has given her an account which she has understandably okay. believed. But before checking everything, so yeah, right. I, I woke up. I woke up early one morning up here upstairs, and I uh, was dicking around on my phone or whatever at seven in the morning, and I saw this story come out, and I was like, "Oh my days!" I sent it to all the lads, a lot of the Gloucester boys. Sent it to all the lads, and Alex Brown, the old second row, is yeah. the team manager there, and he's like, "Oh God, we have to deal with what's happened here," sort of thing. So all day we were just like. I'm just having toast. I'm having some toast brownie. What are you doing? Just having a coffee brownie. What are you doing? Putting out <laughs> fires. Putting out fires, mate. But then... Uh, seven's think, a lion for me anyway. I think, you know, unofficially, I think pretty quickly they saw the CCTV and said, uh, hang on a minute, our oh, kid. That is not what happened, so shut right. it. Anyway, Exeter, talk to me, Goose. Yeah, it, it wasn't vintage, but it was a very significant performance from Exeter because it was a brutal day. Absolutely brutal. 
the weather was horrendous. Both sides couldn't hold the ball in the first half. It was never going to be the fast pitch, coast-to-coast job that Exeter really want. It must be difficult as well because Sandy Park can get incredibly windy. And it's yes. difficult to play wide game in wind because yeah. the wind has such an effect on the ball. So you can't throw those 20-meter passes because mm. the wind just, as soon as it catches the ball, it's gone. Yeah. Um, but and there, and there are times when you see an eminently kickable penalty and you see Steno saying, no, go for the corner because he just knows the ground so well. And so this mm. is a lottery kicking it, you know. So they ground it out. The Leicester's scrum is almost all they've got going for them at the moment. Their scrum is mega at the moment. But... So that had Chiefs under pressure a bit. Pelota now, the Aussie hooker, yeah. under the radar signing because hookers aren't that much fun in rugby terms. But he is he is a seriously strong unit. I've played against him a couple of times. Mega, mega strong. I actually played against Australia A in 2010 and he was hooking. And at tight head, they had a slipper, the Aussie tight head, the Aussie prop who's up a load of caps now. And he was... He was all right. He was fine. We didn't struggle too much with him. They changed him for someone else. And I forget who that was, but we didn't struggle too badly with him either. But that replacement then got an injury. And I was like, oh, you know, painful. All we've really got here is a scrum and we're going to get, are going to go uncontested. And then Pelota now just changed, the hooker came on. Pelota now just moved from hooker to tight head. Simple as that. With his big afro. And I was like, he's a hooker. I'm going to waste this punk. This is going to be, I said to the ref, is this, is this safe? Because he's a hooker. He's a big hooker, but he's not big for a prop. I said, we, you know, we're going to tune this bloke up. And holy moly, was he strong. We yes. really, he wasn't going forward, but geez, we could hardly budge him. He was super strong. And really? that's tight head against me, who is a ninth rate loose head. Do you know I think Exeter found that? I think they found uh, Henry Slade's best position. Now, I yeah. know he can play anywhere around that field, but 13 suits him. Yeah. He's got pace. He's quick which, enough, isn't which, he? No, yeah. he's got pace, mate. He's not quick enough. He, he is fast. Yeah. Um, he wants to tackle as well, which always helps because yeah, he's tough. A lot of a lot of tens don't really want to tackle. They don't have to make that many mm. proper tackles. Uh, although a lot of eights do target them off the back of scrums. But he wants to tackle. Great sign. He's yeah. decent at tackling as well. Yeah. He's got a distribution game. He's got a kicking game. He's got an offloading game. Everything you need. Got the looks. Yeah, and Don Armand was mega as well. But it was just extra, just ground it out. You know, ended up to get a. You look at that game at half time or half an hour in, and to get a bonus point victory out of that is, I think, very, very impressive. Mm. Leicester on a horrible run, but they don't look. They won't, like they won't awful, be that long, mate. They don't look like an awful team. They Not don't look like a ninth. Not at all. Team. Not at all. And you'll see them climb. I'm and sure. By the way, Dan Cole is back. He was super, super strong. All oh, right. If um, we've had a f- quite a few was he suggestions, suggestions on Twitter about what we could do now. Yeah. Try of the week for me is you haven't mentioned Newcastle against London Irish. No, I've come to that is my try of the week. Oh, is the it Tate try for Newcastle? How nice! It's a that? loose kick. Well, it's not even that loose. Takalua catches it. I mean, from a distance, I thought that was some sort of back row you know the, yeah. the way he runs and how strong he is but yeah. incredible break by him Sochini Sochini is that yeah. right yeah, yeah. his crossfield kick is pinpoint for take to catch uh, perfection that try and then Flood puts an early coffin by kicking a 
kick from the, the touchline. Yeah. So for me, it was try of the week. It looks so simple, didn't it? It looks so simple. But you've got to have that understanding as well because Tate is hogging the touchline. He knows as soon as um, that tackle or a break turns into a a ruck, he knows yeah. where the space is. Yeah. The, he knows. The London Irish defence becomes uber tight. Yeah. The space is out wide and a Sashini kick. Oosh. Doesn't, Oosh. He doesn't even check him. Whammo. It's perfect. It's perfecto. Double whammo. Mm. Um, we've talked about Josh Adams and his his four. Do you know what, mate? Whatever we talk about, okay, Tommy boy, there's going to be someone who tweets us and says you didn't spend long enough talking about my, the team that I support, or you didn't spend long enough talking about this player who my dad and I think is good. And you always get those, and it's fine because that's rugby and that's conversation. But you know, every week I do this thing for uh, Prem Rugby. I do this team of the week yeah. flats fifteen thing, and I I do genuinely worry that. It, bores the tits off people but you can always flick past it but um whoever whomever i pick i get people piling in so i had someone the other day who i know it's gone very quiet after one reply from me what a joke five harlequins when will this what a joke five harlequins in your team when will this bias end yeah but you, like, you played like for bias. harlequins didn't you play for harlequins for years yeah why on earth would i be biased towards harlequins surely also, you want to pick the best players from that week yeah and then it's like yeah well no extra chiefs what a joke it's like Okay, I was at that game. You might have been there too. I was also at the Quinns game and I was at the Bath game. So I watched all three sets of 80 minutes, all live. I've watched all the other games and it's like, I don't need a medal for that. But it's like, do you know what? If you if you watch every game every week, then by all means, pipe back up and say you're wrong here or whatever. But it's kind of like... Yeah. I Look, it's annoying me as well because the amount of tears I have down the phone from Dave um, is a team of the week, right? Not a team of the month, not a team of the quarter, not a team of the year. So it's going to change around. Yeah. Um, you're going to, presumably you're going to pick a team of the year at the end. Yeah, probs. But then... And then have an opinion. Yeah, but also it's just like, don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, but people do worry about it. And it's, it's there are people that say like the team or don't like the team, whatever, I'd have picked them. But it's when people start saying stupid shit like you're biased towards a team you never played for. It's like, you're, why on earth am I biased towards them? And I understand if I, you know, it's like, why don't you pick Ben Urbano? It's like, you're biased. It's like, I played for Bath for 10 years, you bell. It's exactly who I would pick if I was biased. But actually, I thought, I thought Alec Hepburn was fabulous at the weekend. So was Dan Cole against him. But Joe Marler, for the 65 minutes he played, for me, it's not as flashy as something Hepburn does, not as perhaps as overtly skillful as a Mako can be, but that was everything you'd want from a loose head's performance. He looked fantastic. Watched at the a couple of the Welsh derbies, okay, over over Das weekend and over Das Christmas period. Um, I tell you, a, a bloke you have to watch out for in Wales. Don't is, tell me what to do, okay? Is Owen Lane? Okay, remember that name, Lena. Remember that name? Winger. Lane. Winger. Winger. Came through the sevens yeah. circuit. His first game was probably five or six games ago against Connaught, where he got man of the match. Yeah. I think he's going to be the real deal. Didn't see too much of him um, against the Scarlets. Saw more of him against the Dragons. Set up a nice try. Bumped off Gavin Henson. We saw the Gavin Henson tweet about how he needs to work on his contact area. I like that from Super Gav. Yeah. You don't like it, do you? I don't know. It's all right. Um, I think he's just trying to stir it up. Bit of Love openness it. on Twitter. Uh, yeah, a little bit. critics and saying, you're right, mate. One critic. Um, but I like it. Who I like it when he stirs the pot. Gets people yeah. interested. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I was at the Blues, Scarlet's game. Gareth Davis, his takeoff from that base of the scrum or the ruck 
wow. He sets Electric. a try for Tom Pridey, right? He sort of goes blind, uses the ref as a bit of a, a shield, mm. runs up, st- steps off the right, and then his acceleration. Ouch. Yeah, night-night. Ouch. And then it offloads it out the back door to Tom Pridey, who actually had a really good game as well. Tom yeah. Pridey, I played with with his first cap. He was a, a youngster. I think he was at the Ospreys He at still the says it was the best day of his life. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, learned so much. He was like a sponge. But he's not played much, and he had a, a real decent game. But incredible wind at the Arms Park. People yeah. don't re- realise. You can't often see it on, on TV, can you? You can't ever see wind, as far as I'm aware. You can, because you can see the goalposts and the posts moving and the corner flags. But... And hair, yeah. those who have it. It was you can't, you savage. Can't, you couldn't necessarily smell it when you were there live. The, scar- there was <laughs> the Scarlets. The Scarlets have found a way now just to win ugly. You know, the last two games against the Ospreys, they come back with 14 men. Steph Evans gets yellow carded a story for, of your life, isn't for jumping in the air and crossfield kick and taking out, I think it might have been Ben John. Maybe. Winning ugly, your, but, your motto, isn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah, but well done, the Scarlets. Um, potential... I think they're going to win a Pro 14. Yeah, I hope they do, because they're a great team to watch. And I like Wayne Pivak a lot. Right, it's time for a Leo Vegas bet of the week, Tommy. We are going to have a bet on Worcester against Bath on Friday night. Where's it to? I I said Worcester-Bath, which means it's at Worcester. All right, I'm just checking that. Did you not know that's the rules? No. You always say the home team first. Oh, right. That's why it says the home team on the the TV first on the left. Correct. Oh, yeah. Always a home team first. Oh, I didn't know that. So it's Liverpool, Man U, not Man U, Liverpool, if oh, it's Anfield. Yeah, okay. Okay? Yeah. Um, very, very they tricky one to call. Very, very tricky one to call. Um, someone said to me, I said, is it, Bath? someone said, oh, the reason I found that out is someone said to me once, whoever, whoever the teams were, I said, is it Bath Worcester this weekend? He said, no, it's Worcester Bath. So what's the difference? Well, the home, that's how I found out. No, I didn't know that, mate. But, drop the mate maybe bit. our listeners didn't. Drop the mate bit. So, uh, that is a super tricky one to call. At the wreck, yeah? <laughs> and I think... I th- oh, Really hard. Really hard, but it's my call. I know that this week. Because I'm biased, and I used to play for one of the clubs. I think... I actually think... I actually don't know who's going to win it. Can I go for a draw? No. Okay. I think... I mean, you look at past results, you look at where they are in the league table. I think Bath will win that game. Okay. I think Bath will win the game. I think it will, they will win it by five points or more. Five points or more. Worcester v Bath. Bath to win. By five points by or five more. By five points or more. I think we made that clear. When the fun stops, stop. Make uh, sure you're over you 18. Can, not what you can't. Make sure you're over 18. And if you're not, don't do it, for goodness sake. Um, okay, thank you very much. Plenty of questions. Yeah, got loads actually. This week. Here's one from Frank. Um, although his name's actually Dave Digby. Come on, you lazy bastards. I'm on the edge of my seat waiting for episode 16. Frank, if you speak to us like that again, all right, we will... Well, let's just say... I'm going to be frank with you, Frank. Let's just say you can be frank if I can be Peggy. Shanks nearly got in a fight on New Year's Eve in Cardiff because it was a proper Welsh night out and he's got loads of hard mates and one of them will find you and... Fill you in, okay, Frank? Just so you Don't know. be so aggressive, Frank. No, there's no need for that. We're all friends here. Uh, yeah. We did have a question from um, Chris Leonard. Uh, who would do better at World's Strongest Man at the two of you? Um, you. you. Easily you. Me, yeah. Because you, 
without sounding without sounding rude, mate, you have to use your belly in a lot of these events. Power belly, mass yeah. shifts, mass, mass. But I, I'm I'm six foot and 135 kgs, and that would be very small for a strong man. That that belly, when you're doing the Atlas Stones, yeah, it really helps. To a world of its own. Yeah. What what I'm thinking about doing this year is uh, not New Year's resolutions, but I'm trying to because I I, feel, I always feel a lot better when I'm a bit stronger and I've had a lazy month or so on the exercise and I'm just a fat knacker at the moment. But I'm thinking about trying to work on my weights a little bit, not go crazy, but my rough aims are to get back to a 200 kilo bench, to hit a 250 squat, but deep all the way to the floor and a 300 deadlift. I'm thinking about those three. Yeah. Just standard stuff. Yeah. But I'd quite like, uh, because I'm not, I'm not. I like the way you're playing that down. Like it's really easy to do. No, that wouldn't be easy. You'd, but I could lift that if I'm if I train properly. But I like you can do loads of overarm chins because of my shoulders. I just crap at overarm chins, but they're the best ones. So I want to get to a point where I can comfortably do a set of ten overarm wide grip chins as well as the four. That if I train properly for a year, I could get there. It's just whether yeah, I train properly gonna, for you? a year. You're not going to. It's a nice thought. Um, if it was superstars, I think I would do. I think I'd be better. Anything where you have got to move, you'd be better. Yeah. I've got a fascinating question here. Oh, good. I love these. From Stefan on email. Um, comment. Loving your rightful rise to the top of the pods, fellas. Hats off. I've realised I've read that now by accident. That's praise. I'm not sure we are, to be honest. No, we're not. We're top 50. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the whole charts thing, and I've done it. I've said, oh, this is cool. We're in. We're on this position in the charts or whatever in the paper. The truth is, Don't no one care. knows don't really care and no one knows what gets you to the top of the charts because you think it's just listeners it's not download numbers it is not just that um it's a it's a weird algorithm and no one quite knows what it is and the only people that get worried about it are the people that care i just like getting out of the house yeah i just like having some me time just not terribly bothered to be honest uh right question blessed with a pair of golden personalities thank you if offered a rugby world cup win time machine permitting would you sacrifice your sense of humor slash saleability post playing career for the trade-off imagine he goes i'm imagining sort of like becoming andy robinson but with a rugby world cup medal which is not very nice to andy robinson he's actually a great man um but stefan basically saying would you sacrifice your what you might call interpersonal talents for a world cup winner's medal fascinating one that because everyone says rugby world cup win changes your life which it does but could you could you just be like could you just be boring and monotoned in interviews only but then behind closed doors you're a mentalist <laughs> no it's all about saleability so do you you know would basically you look at what you might call your career now and I might call my career now do you think we'd be better off now if we'd won a world I mean without no it's saying would you change your personality you know, you know. to win a world cup yes but would you give up your personality to win yeah, a world cup yeah but that's my point is you only see personality when you're coming on TV and you're doing media work so if you could just be really boring over there but I'd have to be I'm like a volcano waiting to erupt most yeah nights fine time. but you're not going to be as saleable or as attractive commercially so you're not going to be on TV much because you're boring I'm um, yeah but so you'd have to you, you would be because people still want to hear from a World Cup winner I suppose yeah but bits and bobs yeah I'm but always you'd... the one buying shots trying to up the pace <laughs> always um, it's funny you're not taking this seriously um, well, I am I, I would I would say no I wouldn't because um, if you if you don't have what you might call a you know a bit of personality or a sense of humour or a passion for what we do then it is a pretty awful job because you get 
covered in makeup, massive fl- lights come on, pressure of the camera, really antisocial time. So, you know, last weekend I was out Friday, Saturday, Sunday working, which is fine, but that's pretty antisocial. So I'd want to want, I'd want to love what I do and I wouldn't want to just be there. I wouldn't want to just be there. Someone like um, Lol is there because he's good at what he does and he's a legend. So you got, he got, gets the initial gig because he's a legend, but then he's really good. But I wouldn't want to just be there because I used to be good at something or I did something good 15 years ago. I wouldn't, I would want to be there because I'm good at it. Um, so I guess, no, I wouldn't. And I, I like to have fun with what I'm doing, not just do stuff because it's a job and it's an earner. I kind of like quite to enjoy it. And I think personality is a big part of that. Yeah, for me, you can't... I'm going to say no. I wouldn't swap. Yeah, you can't train a wild horse. (laughs) Um, I would bloody love to have won a World Cup, um, but I wasn't good enough. Mark Newman on Twitter. It's quite a good question, actually, right? He's making reference to Marcus Smith, okay? To what extent does bulking up halt efficiency of movement? And what training is he being guided on in his first senior season? So that's a really interesting question because... On what player, Marcus Smith? Yeah, on Marcus Smith. But in terms of He'll never all bulk players... Up. He'll never bulk up. He, he, He's tiny. You can't. No. You can't bulk players like that because it does decrease their efficiency and movement. It makes them less mobile. It makes them less agile. Not for everyone now. Not for everyone. But I think you have to take um, a look at a player's skeletal system and how much weight they can put on without limiting their movement because some players can carry weight others can't and it affects their game plan like what would be the point in putting loads of weight on um christian wade or freddie burns freddie burns yeah what's the point whereas what's the point in you don't want to put any weight on jamie roberts what's the point in trying to take 10 kilos off and just let him i always think you're gonna you're always gonna be bigger and stronger and more physical than muscular than you would be if you worked in a shop but you don't want to. I, my general rule is you don't want to be. If you if you injured yourself and you couldn't train for three months or whatever, if your body shape was drastically, drastically different, like if you lost twenty kilos in three months because you couldn't lift weights, for me you're too heavy to start with. Yeah. You don't want to be pumping yourself up to a weight that everyone else thinks you should be because yeah. your body's you're pushing your body where it doesn't want to go. When you look at Jamie Roberts, okay, and that two thousand and nine Lions tour, the one I missed out on. Uh, through injury, um, oh, yeah. when he stole that your life. was he was player of the series there, yeah. um, and he was probably a good one two stones lighter than he is now. But the Welsh, so it depends on what your coach wants from you, really, because yeah. the coach Gatlin wanted him to put on more weight to be this massive, you know, torpedo that would just destroy um, defensive lines and just plow into them. And he did do that, but I suppose that limited his his ability then to to be agile. Yeah. But he did a job that the coaches wanted him to do. So it stems with your coach, really, and it stems from your, your coach, your your strength and conditioning yeah. um, team as well. Because if you put on too much weight, it can really um, it can have a reverse effect, I think, on your game. Yeah, and I I just always think like exactly like we said about Falatau. Yeah, like you know, you want to make him big and strong, but if he's a hundred and eight kilo player, you don't need to make him a hundred and eighteen kilo player because he might be more powerful in the short term, but he will get injured more often. I reckon. I mean, this is this is complete guesswork. But if you take people miles away from their natural shape, which is why 
I often think a lot of French teams, a lot of these French players are so durable, especially the forwards. Some of them are in great nick. Some of them are in terror nick. Yeah. But they're durable and they do a good job week after week. Just going back to, to Jamie Roberts, so like he he's someone that could take that weight though as well. You know, you put the weight, you put the, he had the, the chassis for him. it. Yeah, yeah, he had the frame for it, so his muscles weren't exploding out of his his arms. When I was at the Wasp training ground last week, I sat with uh, Paul Doringer, also bloke. also sat with a young player, a young prop. I won't mention his name because I didn't ask him if I could talk about it, um, but absolutely massive like we're used to seeing massive lads but I said to Dozer as he walked through this lad walked through to get his lunch I was like holy shit that kid is massive and I he and he sat down and he hurt himself he had an injury and he'd been in the gym a lot and I said what do you weigh and he's like you know he weighed a lot but he's in great shape like just massive human being and he was like and the first thing he said was my weight's gone right up because I haven't been running but I really need to get a lot I'll get a lot of that weight back off when I start running and get back down to a better weight because that's too heavy for me. And I love the fact that he wasn't just trying to be as big a macho as possible. He was saying, I want to get down to a weight where I can be durable and I can move. Yeah, okay. And getting down to a weight is still down to 120 kilos. Still, He'd be getting himself down to 18 and a half, 19 stone. So it's still very big. But he recognised as a young player that it wasn't all about being as big as possible. It was about lasting the course, you know, so... It really interesting subject that it, it really is because there is, there are some guys that just need weight put on them. But again, you look at someone like Jamie Jamie Gibson. For me, he's a super high performing player at Premiership level week after week, and he's tall and he's big rangy. built, rangy. But he's not a he's not a but he's not a giant. He's no. not a beast. But he is the right size for his. He's not what frame. you call thick set, is he? Like he's the right size. He's super big. strong. He's the right size for his frame. Did I um. Didn't do it. I um, met up with uh, a few of the ex-Cardiff Blues players the other day. John Yap, the old prop. Yeah, He's yeah, been yeah. 138 kilos he is now. Is he? Yeah. Wow. Dan Moody on Twitter. Wants That's heavier to know, than me, that is. That makes me feel good. Is he in good nick or is he... He's like he carry, He's quite big and, and tall, so he carries it pretty but well. But do you think I carry it all right? Yeah. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Just um, don't wear stripes. Uh, Always like in these. black, aren't you? Like these. Yeah. Um, would you ever go vegetarian for a week, Dan Moody wants to know? Done it. Okay. Done it for a week. I didn't um, do it for any moral reason. I just did it to see if I felt good. Whistle lips, Tony. Thoughts on coleslaw? Did. Love coleslaw. Love it. I, it has to be deli coleslaw for me, though. Yeah, I often make my own. Do you? I put a bit of hot sauce in it. Do you put apple in it? Yeah. Don't put apple in it. I love it. Don't. I love it's it. It's not coleslaw. I love it. Um, I don't always put it in. I sometimes put it in, but I I put a little bit of... Um, I might make it a little bit garlic here. I might make it a little bit... tiny bit of chilli in there. So little that the kids won't notice, really, but that you... Just something a bit different. Um, a lot of people want to know more about their um, motorway services and the cons and pros of it. Sedg- Gary Adams. I was at Sedgemoor South the other day, and I must say, I don't know, Devon, I must say, anticlimactic set of services that, and the whole route in and out of the store. It's like they try and force you down the alley, what the gangway to look at your impulse purchases. Do you know what kills me? But they for- they force you down to force you to walk a certain way out when you've already paid. They force you to walk past back all these shelves. It's like, I'm out, mate. I'm done. Two things kill me in motorway services. Well, more than two, but the main two are the toilet facilities. Now, toilet paper. Yeah. Horrendous. Horrendous. And the second one is a lot of them have sensors behind the seat. Yeah. To flush. So, when I'm reaching back to grab the toilet paper and to wipe from the back. You wipe from the back, do you? Everyone does. The sensor goes off. All of a sudden, then, I'm getting splashes everywhere around there. Yeah, but it's, 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 not, it's, not, it's not even a wash. It's shitty water all over your balls. And it's, it's, not, <laughs> and it's not even finished wiping it's yet. It's pooey so water all over your balls. That really annoys me. <laughs> so what you're saying is that any one time you've got an amount of poo on your balls. 
Is that what you're they're telling not, me? They're not as low as yours. They actually are. They're I used to worry about you. <laughs> mate, we can't, mate, we can't talk about stuff I like this. I used to worry about pod. you sitting on those. We right, can't talk um, about stuff like here's this. one from Stephen Jenkins. Okay. Um, gents, I love your show. Very, very kind. Highlight of the week. Thank you very much. Um, my walk to work. Please ignore your negative feedback. It comes across as a little defensive, and whatever you do, people won't be happy. It feels like you're having a go at me because some other pleb doesn't like your show. If you want to twist it around, why don't you read out the funniest e- negative emails and tweets? That's funny. Um, that's an interesting one, actually, Stephen, because I think you're right. I think it probably, being honest, I think it probably is a little bit defensive. And it's funny you mention that because the actual show is irrelevant, but there's a show called Wheeler Dealers that I watch on the TV. It's all about cars, and I've been waiting for ages for there to be a new series. And the famous mechanic, Ed China, has left it. And a new Anne Anstead has come in. And the first one of the new series I watched last night. And it was fantastic. And I love that show and whatever. And it's kind of nerdy, but it's got a big following. And the whole way through the filming of this latest series, they've been getting grief. Mike Brewer, the main host, been getting grief for the main mechanic having left the show after 14 seasons or whatever, 14 series or whatever. And every time he gets criticised or a lot, he quotes the tweet and has a pop back at whoever's criticised him. It's always a bloke, it's never a woman, at the bloke who's criticised him. And I actually sent him a message a while ago saying, mate, stop doing that. Like, we don't need to hear about everyone who criticises you. You've got a massive following. It just seems really defensive. Let it go. So I think Stephen's point is right. I think we probably do that a little bit. Yeah. I don't think we actually get offended by it, but I think that... No, I think any replies that we've given aren't aggressive replies. We're just... No, but we probably need to... We probably need to ride over it a little bit. It's worth listening to. Um, Paul Walker on Twitter wants to know a name... Uh, name a bolter for the Six Nations. I did one for Wales in in Josh Adams. Oh, you've already done yours. You cheat. You've already done yours. Who are you thinking? Um, a bolter. Henry Slade, possibly. I know he's not. He's been. Does he count before, as a bolter? He just played. He's not been a regular choice. I though. think he still does count as a bolter. I, I think he's a bolter. I, I, mean, think I don't want to give you your answer. Alec Hepburn is a bolter, but the the three loose heads ahead of him are mega at the moment, so he might not play. Um, but he's wonderful. Um, Here's a bolter, Sam Skinner. Okay. Second row from Chiefs. Andy John on Twitter wants to know, can we get Mark Durden Smith on? He's very funny, especially when not censored. He's seen him in the green room. Can we get him on? Would he do it? He wouldn't do it uncensored. No, but would he come on the pod? He'd do whatever you want. He's a laid back okay. posh guy. He is hilarious. But funnier than a League of Gentlemen? No. Nothing, nothing's funny. Did than you a watch? Did you watch? No, I haven't seen it. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Partridge. Partridge. There was a, a comment. It was like, who, what, when? It was all about how Alan Partridge was created and how it first started and the backstory to it about his family, his kids, why he lived in Norwich, the oh, writers. I haven't seen it. It's incredible. His it? story as to what Alan, how Alan Partridge became Alan Partridge. Well, when we, when we stop this pod in a minute, I'm going to put the telly on and you're going to show me where to find it so I can download it. Okay. Uh, no, but I did watch the League of Gentlemen Christmas specials and they are just absolute genius. So good. Right, should we have one more question? I, I know it's good when my wife walks through and hears me laughing and she's like, it's just not funny. I, that's when I know it's good. <laughs> Pil- my, my wife likes it. Pilkington Farms on Twitter says, who would win in a foot race between Charlie Walker, Johnny May and Christian Wade? I think Johnny May first, Charlie Wade. Depends on the distance. Let's call it 100 metres. Johnny May. No, let's then not call it 100 metres because no one runs 100 metres. All right, 60. Game. Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm actually going to say Johnny May first, Charlie Walker second, Christian Wade third. Okay. I'll you go fourth. With that. You fourth. <laughs> um, 
That'll probably do us. Feels good to be back. Um, yeah. I wonder if we should have been funnier today. What do you well, think? It's been Christmas. We've been at home, haven't we? Nothing funny happens at home. Um, no. Bloody tired as well. I don't no. know why. God, kids. I don't know why. Anyway. Life, anyway, ta-ra. Ta-ra. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.